0: Welcome to the Student Affairs Spectacular, the weekly podcast giving you a front row seat to the greatest student affairs show on earth. And now, your ringmasters, Tom Kriegelstein and Dustin Ramsdell.
1: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Student Affairs
0: Spectacular podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Tom and Dustin here. Um, so, Tom. Beautiful weather out nowadays. It's springtime in the city. What do you What do you like to do now? It's it is, nice and sunny out. Yeah,
1: it's gorgeous. Um, and and my favorite. And I feel like I build this up all winter. Um, and I just love walking. Like I'll walk, and I think it's one of the reasons why I love living here in New York is the ability, you can walk for six miles in the city, and everything's interesting. Everything's new. Um, and it's it's a great
0: workout too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love walking around campuses and just walking uh, whenever it makes sense. Just to save on gas money it's more healthy um, which is sort of the the topic of the day for this episode we um, talked to uh, Bates Tanook uh, about uh, SA Fitness Tips, kind of taking the conversation a little bit further uh, about uh, how you can incorporate uh, better habits to have a healthy lifestyle. We talked about um, the supportive community before, um, and that's a big component of it as well, but we talked a lot about some really great uh, specifics that uh, she kind of has interlaid into her life, but um, really in a general sense, I really appreciated that it's like, you know, it's different for everybody. You can kind of have these universal uh, truths to a healthy lifestyle but you just kind of do what works for you when it works for you so I thought that was really awesome.
1: Yeah and Maytap has such an impressive transformation story and what's cool and what she'll share in this podcast is she's going to share some specific like life life hacks for her That she uses to be able to to as as actually Dustin you mentioned this uh, to make being healthy easy and make being not healthy harder and she shares a few of those we actually share some of ours as well but good stuff
0: yeah it's it's a lot I mean life hacks can take any uh, form or shape but when it's like you're just trying to be healthier you know even if you're whenever you're doing that it's never too late but um, there's always just cool little tricks and things that you can do to uh, have a healthier lifestyle. And before we get in To the episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to our awesome
1: sponsor, the National Society of Leadership and Success. Which, if you haven't checked them out, is an amazing speaker series and leadership program. And I know this firsthand because I was actually a broadcast speaker for the society two times in the past, alongside big names like Stephen Covey, Patch Adams, and the founder of Zappos, Tony Shea. And I've experienced the amazing opportunities this society offers its students by helping them discover and achieve their purpose. With over 400 campuses nationwide, they are, truly are positively impacting retention rates and they just offer so much value to a campus. So if you haven't seen them or heard of them, I highly recommend you check them out at societyleadership.org. All right, with that, let's get the show started. Hello. Hi. Hello,
0: up. How are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm good And we got Tom here too just, uh, you know. Oh hey
2: Tom
1: Hey, how you doing?
2: I'm good, how
1: are you? I'm great, enjoying the amazing weather I know so It's fun. actually,
2: I thought it was going to be uh, raining today but.
1: Uh, it's coming, it's coming <laughs> it's, it's like... I'm going to
2: the subway game tonight So, oh. City Field
1: Oh, uh, You're fine, I think you're fine for today I think it's tomorrow Okay <laughs> But wait, wait, who are you rooting for? The Mets all right. No I, no, 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 I have nothing wrong with the Mets. I, I don't I, like. I don't have a thing for or against the Mets or the Yankees. I, I suspect if I were going to choose one, I would choose the Mets because, because I was a Cubs fan in Chicago and I know what okay. I know what losing's like. So.
2: <laughs> that is not nice. It's
1: rough, you know, <laughs> mean, you just got a dedication and a team, you yes. know. Listen, what, what's... Do you like, like
2: the underdog teams is what you're trying to say in a nice way.
1: Something like that. But you know as, <laughs> you know what our motto is in Chicago for the Cubs? What? There's always next year.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Mets. That's pretty much the Mets. Uh, yeah, good good I am a Giants and a, and a Rangers fan, so it helps me there a little bit.
0: That's good. I'm, I'm an impartial third party here. I'm not a huge baseball fan. And, um, <laughs> I'm not taking any sides. But um, So thank you so much for taking some time out to do the episode with us and talk about um, fitness and tips and, and kind of your story and journey with uh, all those sort of things. But first, uh, before we get to all of that, um, as we always do, just kind of quickly give your student affairs story, how you got to be where you are today.
2: Um, it started when I started. Uh, started immediately. Actually, when I was a freshman in college, um, I was in the Educational Opportunity Program, um, which is a program for first-generation college students who um, basically uh, have parents who, you know, um, can't really afford college, um, don't really know the college experience. Um, I have my mom who has a junior high school. My dad has a high school uh, degree. So it was a great program for me to um, have counselors there that I appreciated and loved and um, wanted to do what they were doing, but didn't really know what it was, which is what most people in student affairs, before they get into student affairs, don't really know what it is, but we know it's there. Um, and I found a, uh, a huge connection there. I got involved in res life, um, was a grad RA, and then uh, they I asked them how I would get into student affairs, and I was an English and sociology major, and they told me to go into the Masters of Social Work program at Stony Brook, but it had a uh, concentration in uh, community development in higher ed. So it kind of took a toll with both counseling and higher ed, and from there it, I got involved in uh, the VP's office and the Dean's office and worked in Multicultural Affairs, and I just loved the whole aspect of higher ed. So it's a way of me giving back. after having a support system, an EOP. so There's that
1: yeah. there's that social work uh, thing that comes up again. It's like, it, I swear, so many of these podcasts, the story. Really? Oh, it's amazing. It really is.
2: It's, you see, when I first got into the program, this was in 2005, it wasn't a big thing. Everybody in student affairs really had a, a degree in higher ed. It was like a master's in higher education. I guess it's more of a, they're looking into uh, other uh programs i guess i mean yeah. that was very new when i first started
0: I, mean, I would assume more counseling and stuff than i think we've encountered so far just talking to people but there's been a lot of social work and now there's so many higher ed student affairs programs and stuff and yeah um, yeah you know, some people who are like mba like they come in it from that aspect like the business yeah different right
2: specializations right, within different programs so you get different perspectives which is cool
0: yeah, great.
1: I, I get yeah. that. I get the social work one just from a helping perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like you're, you're really if you think about the students you're dealing with on a daily basis, you know, yes. a lot of their challenges, especially um, it, the, the, especially more so probably at the two year, but at the four year as well. Um, mm-hmm. You're dealing with a lot of the same situations that a social worker would. Um, you're just doing it in the environment of education.
2: I, I agree and uh you get the i like that i get i had the community development perspective too from that and also um the social justice that was something that i was very passionate about so yeah
1: yeah
2: i got that uh uh out of the program as well so
0: cool love it um so we've we did a previous episode and sort of the fitness community and kind of there's like you know kind of a uh, a trend going on now just with like being a very supportive community and student affairs mm-hmm. of other people that are, um, running and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we understand that you have a very unique fitness mm-hmm. story and try and take it, I guess, in the point of the kind of actionable takeaways and those sort of things. But, um, why don't you just, uh, share kind of the short story of your, your fitness journey, um, as you've been a student affairs professional. Yeah.
2: Um, I wouldn't necessarily just call it fitness. I would call it healthy. Um, because it's overall it's not just the active part it's the overall Mm -hmm. you know way of living um i was very heavy i was over uh i was 110 pounds more than i am today um and and i was my heaviest when i was 20 years old Mm -hmm. so i was still heavy in college um and i decided to change my life one day because i was a very studious But there was one day where I woke up and I was not fitting into my clothes, which prevented me from going to class. Mm. So that was a huge uh, moment in my life where I said, I need to do something about this. I decided I'm going to take the initiative to walk into a gym with a bunch of athletes. Mm -hmm. I was working for the recreation uh, office at that point. But, you know, in the office, I don't know what made me feel. He also empowered to do that but I did it it was very scary for a person who's never walked into a gym and to walk into a gym full of athletes in college yeah. um, but turned out they were my greatest supporters um, they were great people and they were motivating me the uh, football team and lacrosse team became my greatest uh, uh, cheerleaders there um, and then I started getting into I took the initiative to go to the uh, the counseling center where they had a nutrition nutritionist there and I Decided to um, uh, think about how to eat healthy, because I was I was just eating one big meal a day. And then, uh, obviously, being in college, um, you were eating later, too. So, I decided I just didn't know, I didn't know what a healthy lifestyle was. So, I started educating myself, and that's where all that happened, and gradually, it didn't happen overnight, it took five years for me to lose about the 100 pounds, and these last five years, I've been maintaining, on and I've been changing up things. So, and our body changes, you know, so often. Um, our metabolisms, what we're used to, what you know, activities and stuff. So, I'm just very aware of my body, um, and that's something, you know, that keeps me going and, and maintaining. I think has been the most challenging part beyond just before um, even losing the weight. So.
1: Yeah, and that maintaining. I mean, it, it, any gym will will say that the highest number of new sign-ups is January, but mm-hmm. the, the but then the lowest turnout is February. You know, it's like everyone gets super excited in January um, because they made this new resolution and they're all for it and they're ready to go, and then it fades. Yeah. Um, and I'm just curious because I know I know I've been in this situation many times. What not necessarily fitness, but for other skills or whatnot. What was it for you? What 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 would you tell someone else to, to help them to, to, to maintain past that, past that first sort of hump of excitement when it actually gets real?
2: Well, that's, I think, one thing people make a mistake and people get caught up in fad fitness things and fad mm. diets and stuff like that. Do something that you actually enjoy doing. If the gym is not for you, don't force yourself to go to the gym. I mean, um, I know people really get excited and go three, four times a day, and then they just stop going because it's just to them it's boring. They're not engaged. they not really. They don't really like it. So what I would say, like I started out um, with the I, at the gym in college, but then in the in the summers I would just do walks in Brooklyn. That was like I didn't run, I walked, you know, and I enjoyed it. It was a way of therapy for me. Um, I think people get too excited and put too much pressure and want immediate results. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are really fully driven or wanting it um, for the long, uh, they just want it to be overnight and they want it more cosmetic. I think they need to focus on it being a lifestyle rather than an overnight change. I just want to look like this. I want to look like that. Um, they have to realize that it is something that it takes time and dedication, and it's a lifestyle, you know?
1: So, okay, just on that, uh, just to get tangible with, with the, the listeners, because they're going to want to know. So I, I'm a student affairs professional. I'm not yet in this space, like, but I know I want to change. What are my first three steps?
2: First three steps is, do you really want it? I think, um, do I really want to do this? Um... What does it look like? And don't jump right into it. Um, like I said, don't jump right into it. Like Do some research on what would work for you, what you like. If you don't like certain foods, if you don't like certain activities, don't do it. <laughs> don't force yourself, you know? There's ways, there's different things out there. Um, find that what works for you. I mean, for me, I hated eating breakfast. Now, you know, I started making different types of breakfast. I thought a healthy breakfast are only a certain type. I have breakfast every morning. In student affairs, we drink too much coffee and eat a lot of sugar because we want to stay hyper and and, um, yeah. and active. But um, that doesn't really help. <laughs> it does the opposite. I mean, if you can see this, I have a jug of <clears throat> a jug on my desk to make sure I hydrate. So I have like an eighty-ounce jug to make sure I'm constantly hydrating. For the listeners, that jug is about the size of her head. So I can stay, I can't hear you.
1: I saying for the listeners, <laughs> that jug is about the size of her head. It's huge. It's impressive. It
2: is. But it helps me, you know, it helps me stay aware of how much I'm hydrating a day, and it really does make a difference. I see the results. So. I do that. Um, I have like thirteen tips which I plan on sharing in like in a presentation in the future. Um, but again, it's from it's what works for me. But staying hydrated, just do your research. What works for you? Really be self aware of what you wanted what you want out of the results. Is it really to be healthy? Is it really to lose weight and look good? Um, is it really your eating habits? Is it really your activity? And once you figure that out, I think you can really start Um, from there and move forward on how you want to go about making the change and um, set short-term goals. Mm. Don't always think about the long-term. I think that's where we are. are, uh, We're overachievers and we want to have um, things done and done really well. Um, But we want to make sure that we have short-term goals and also be able to be happy with those short-term results as well.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's a huge, I mean, I like guess you're saying just persistence in anything is like you celebrate those like kind of milestone successes. If it's like, like, oh, man, I lost like this much weight. Yeah, I'm not at like where I'd want to be a long time from now. But if like you kind of celebrate each little milestone or like, wow, I've been going to the gym two days a week for a month now, like really be proud of that, and like celebrate that rather than like, oh, man, I need to go more. I'm not like fit enough or something.
2: Yeah. Exactly. It's not enough. And my mom just recently lost 50 pounds and I've been helping her really get into shape. And she's one of those people. She's like, I've only lost 50 pounds in six months. I'm like, mom, that's a lot of weight. Like she doesn't get it. When you see, also it does get a little addicting when you do start seeing the results. Take it slow. Again, embrace it. Listen to your body. You have to listen to your body. Um, If you're feeling tired, exhausted, um, dehydrated, those are some signs that, you know, you need to kind of slow down. I think people maybe um, over, overly do it when they see results, um, pace yourself, so.
1: What is, it, uh, how does being in student affairs help and how does it hurt in terms of your uh, your, your goal to be healthy? What is it about this career that helps in that 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 uh, journey for you, and what is it that's that's a challenge? I won't say hurt, but it's a challenge.
2: Um, challenge. You know, late night work, uh, being on the run, having to fulfill a lot of uh, to do things every day, and uh, in between, and and one of the greatest excuses that we make is I don't have enough time to eat, or I just need to grab and go. Um, as much as we make. I think what student affairs has helped me realize is if I'm trying to model a healthy lifestyle to my students or people around me, I need to be able to do that. So one of the things I do is make sure I eat lunch, even if it's at my desk. Um, I do eat lunch and I do have a healthy lunch and I will make sure I eat it. So those are uh, as much as student affairs can be stressful and and a lot of us can be emotional eaters, which I am. I am aware of that. I also, I'm also remembering that, um, or realizing that people are watching me, which are my students. So part of the, the advantage is that I'm a role model always. And like today, one of the students said to me, oh, because I saw you ordered a bunless veggie burger the other day i've been eating it with a lettuce and it's like a lettuce sandwich and i'm like i didn't even know if she noticed that's what i ordered but right. she noticed i order, ordered that she goes it's really good and it's not so filling but it, it's it's it, uh you know it helps and i said okay so little things like that people notice i didn't order a burger uh with i ordered a burger without a bun and i had it with lettuce like so those are some things that i'm aware of that people watch me and 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 uh, see what kind of lifestyle I live. So I am a role model, so I try to... I'm going to talk about healthy lifestyles and living healthy. I got to practice that. So...
1: Those are good. Uh, I I was thinking of some of... um the, 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 like the quick tips of things that I think I use for replacer for food, like Subway sandwiches, I always ask them to pull out the extra bread in the sandwich. They'll give you a weird look, but they'll pull it out, like the innards. Um, yep. And then uh, replacing um, hummus for your mayonnaise so you don't use mayonnaise use hummus mm-hmm. um, and instead of salad dressing using salsa like it's three sort of quick things that mm-hmm. that i know i do that help because i feel like it's just it, it like you're saying it's it's a it's a change in lifestyle mm-hmm. versus a diet or a fad
2: yes and that's that's all it is and you don't have to be so drastic about it um like little ingredients like that little changes like that make a huge difference in the long run um what I are I some give, of yours? I use avocado instead of salsa, maybe in my uh, make as my dressing on things. So
1: uh, I would, I would, I would inject avocado into me. I love it so much. <laughs> but is that weird? I don't know. That, maybe it's right. a little bit uh, weird, but it's good. It's tasty. But it's
2: also okay. Like I'll have my moments that you know I'm not perfect. I'll have my moments where I might want to have some fries or whatever. It's okay. Like people need to understand that's okay but when people cheat they think all right it's all done and everything i did went to waste so i'm just going to keep eating like that anyway yeah. that's also another you know when we have a, a quick cheat day or a breakdown people think it's over i can't do it again that's not how you know you have to realize you're human you're going to it's going to happen so
1: in, uh, in Tim Ferriss' book, The 4-Hour Body, which is which is like a 1,300-page book or something. It's just massive. But um, in there, he actually talks about the value of a cheat day and that it's actually – and he goes into the science behind it that somehow it actually uh, – I, I don't know at all. But I yes. remember him saying that cheat days are actually okay
0: to have once per week.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, that's like, like a big dep- bodybuilding thing that people do. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and like you're not feeling like you're <laughs> depriving yourself because it is that idea of just like yeah, you have that one thing, mm-hmm. and it's not like it just. Because I, I remember hearing like a line where it's like you can't get fit in a week, but you also can't get unfit in a week. Like, exactly. It's not just gonna like wash away everything you've done just to have that one thing that you like. But if you don't have it, then you will just have a crazy like extra large, whatever, when you haven't had it for like a really long time. And it just, it might have like detrimental effects. Cause if you feel like you're like slipping down the slippery slope, when you've like felt like you've been deprived of something.
2: Exactly.
0: Hey, I'm curious, you know, like, like uh, the bread, the hummus, the
1: salsa, like what are some of your quick go-to tips um, for you that you sort of, I don't want to say cheat the system, but you you have your own little like secret uh, things that you've picked up.
2: Yes, um, I love bagels. I'm, you know, from Brooklyn. <laughs> I love bagels. Um, I could eat bagels five times a day if I could, but I won't. Um, but if I do crave a bagel, I'll go and have, you know, a a scooped out bagel. Like take the bread out, and I'll have like, you know, light cream cheese on it or something. I'm not going to again lie and say I don't have that stuff. I do. But when I do crave it, I I try to not overdo it, things like that. Um, The uh, other stuff is um, I'll put peanut butter on, like, a green apple. So it'll feel like I'm having something sweet um, to eat. So if I have a sweet tooth, I'll put peanut butter on some stuff. So that really helps. Or almond butter is really good. That's a new one that's really awesome. Um, I love that. Uh, I will... For my cooking, there. if you go to, like, Trader Joe's, they have all those snacks for my cooking. Those chicken sausages, the organic ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick, quick, um, cheat meat. Uh, it's, it's just quick and easy. You put it in the skillet and you put some onions and, and peppers in there and it's, like, ten minutes of cooking and you take that home with you. It's just so easy and tastes so flavorful. You don't think you're having something really healthy. It's kind of healthy. It has a little extra sodium in it, but it's good. Um, if... I want a little carbonation. I don't really drink soda anymore. I try not to. I'll have some seltzer water here and there. Things like that, you know, to kind of fake myself out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I also heard you can actually. Uh, I, I heard this on TV recently. Is is wine? If you fill, if you do uh, seltzer water in wine, mm-hmm. um, it it reduces obviously the calories um, because you're diluting it. But it it still remains. It's not the same as wine. But now it's more of like a
0: spritzer wine thing. But, yeah, or like fruit juice. I think I've heard that too. Yeah, like just kind of lightens yep. it up a little bit. But um, yeah, it's like good. To, is there any other kind of um, Tips and things that you'd want to go over just to make sure you want to highlight like different aspects of kind of a healthy lifestyle. Because we've had like you know, stuff with food and just like and philosophy and like perspective. Is there any other things that you'd want to um, share with people? Maybe like, because um, I think the idea is if you are like on the go or if you travel, say you're like in admissions or something, like, um, uh. Just, like, tips for maybe just, like, working out in your office or working out in a hotel or different things like that. Like, anything that yeah. you've kind of experienced that way?
2: Yeah. Um, I recently have, uh, I I've, I've, I didn't have time to, I was working at peak time in student activities. Mm-hmm. Um, April and May, I didn't really have time to go to the gym uh, during the hours of gym time. So, what I did was I got a jump rope at home. I jump rope. Um, it's fun, quick. Put on some music, and I had some free weights at home, so I got my weight training in, and then I did my cardio with with jump rope. Um, I was I like going outside, listening to my music, and just walking for hours. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could do a quick walk, especially if you're traveling into conferences and stuff. I think that it's a nice way to explore places. You get your your workout in, plus your um you're kind of Uh, sightseeing a little bit by walking around. I think that's kind of cool instead of being maybe in a gym. um, You could do, you know, if you're into, depends on what you're into, you know, there's sit-ups and push-ups and things like that that you can do. There are quick 20-minute exercises that are all over the internet that you can pick up and do at home or in the office. Um, I don't work out in my office. Because I have an open door policy mm-hmm. <laughs> and people walking in, um, but I do. If I do go home and um, after work, I'll maybe jump rope and and, um, and uh, do some free links. And I also have this little boxing thing now. Um, uh, a little speed back kind of thing mm. that I do as well that's like cardio and fun so it's something fun that I picked up
0: yeah, yeah. which I think is like important component too like because I would play basketball over like other things which would be like a good like I'm not maybe like a runner but like going around yeah. the basketball court and like shooting around like that's good cardio and yeah. it's fun like
2: yeah yeah. I did a summer run series two years ago and I did five and ten K's I realize I hate running I'm just <laughs> don't like running and um I'm okay with that I, as much as I was good at it, I was like, I don't really enjoy it. I'm not going to continue doing it. It was a thing I tried for a while, but again, that wasn't for me. I'd rather power, power walk and do other things and do dance, go dancing. Like I like to dance. I like dance classes, stuff like that. So I do things that are fun that also can get the same results that I'm hoping to get.
1: Yeah. Are there any uh, apps that you use to help track anything? Do you use any any sort of technology in your in your? Yes.
2: Um, I have my Fitness Pal app on my iPhone.
1: And just talk us through what is that? Just because for my those who Fitness don't know.
2: My Fitness Pal tracks. You just log in all your all the food that you may have for the day: breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks. It breaks it down: calorie, protein, um, carbs, and it shows your grid. And if you have a goal, which I love, if you have a goal of a weight loss or whatever it is, it tells you within how many weeks you will reach it if you eat a certain way. Um, And you you also incorporate your activity for the day. So it tells you how many calories you've earned, which is nice. Um, So that way you can see that, you know, by eating, you you get to be more conscious of what you're eating and how much you're working out um, and what the results could possibly be. Um, So that's very nice. And also you can put your water intake on there as well, which is very important. So I really like that app, because you're really logging in everything you're doing. And if you have, um, you can also scan barcodes with it, which is great. Um, So if you don't even really know the exact name of the product or, I mean, the exact, if you can't come up with the exact uh, title, you could just, the easy way is to just scan it, um, if you can do that. Um, The other one is that I do have, um, what are those things called? can't think of the
0: pedometer? the pedometer yes
2: i do have one um i do need to get the battery changed
0: change
2: um, because you don't realize how much walking you're doing or not doing depending on who you are um so it really keeps you focused on how many steps you're taking a day which is cool um it's supposed to be a certain amount that you take so i like i like that as well um but those are my really the two things that i use regularly but the app really does help me and keeps me on on track my fitness pal is my favorite one. I know there's more out there.
0: Nice. And I was just thinking too, like kind of, um, call back to like walking around and stuff or like exploring an area. Like I, um, Always just, like, I mean, a lot of schools are in, like, really nice campuses. And stuff. Like, you can just kind of go around taking like, the beauty of campuses or just, like, kind of go around and, like, see what's happening and those sort of things, and that helps um, being more fit and stuff. So it's, like, yeah, if you're somewhere new or even just being on your own campus, like, kind of just walking around is always, like, a, yeah a nice thing.
2: Yeah, my my thing is instead of going through, if I can do that, instead of communicating through via email or phone, if I can walk to someone's office across campus, I'll do it. Um, plus, it gets more done, <laughs> That way, face-to-face interaction, um, and you get to get out of your office and take
1: a little walk. Yeah. Did you ever hear that um, there was there was a study done? It was it, I think it was it was actually a psychology a, a, a psychologist was running the study, but it ended up being a, a thing in weight loss where um, the person in their office had a bowl of candy on their desk. And, and they, they were struggling to lose weight. And then the psychologist just moved the bowl of candy off the desk to like a side desk that was right next to the door so that the person in the office had to stand up and walk to go get it. And their intake of the amount of candy just like dropped 90%, just drastically slashed in half, you know, a ton. And I just think about that. Like there's those little life hacks that I feel like so few people know, but yet are so powerful. To this whole to the whole like just the, the whole game of staying healthy.
2: I agree um, I, my office is back downstairs I used to be upstairs in the suite with all the student affairs people and, and uh, there's bowls and bowls of candy up there and I every time I pass by I grab one yeah even though I didn't need to I it just I just now I don't because I'm down here. I don't you know obviously my intake is a lot less but this is very true and I don't have I don't buy candy that I like for my desk
0: (laughs) I know I think
2: so I know I'm not going to eat it at least I have something on my desk
0: because I think, like, it's it, almost, like, jumping the gun a bit, but, like, something that just made it into my head is, like, those life hacks and stuff. It's, like, make being healthy easy and make being unhealthy hard kind of things, like, because I did, like, I would drink a lot of soda. And now it's, like, I don't not drink soda, but I just don't keep it in my apartment. But, like, if I'm at an event or I'm out somewhere, I'm just, like, oh, I want a soda. Or, whatever. like, I either have to go get it or I have to, like, it has to be out into the world. But if I had it in my apartment, it's, like, I'd have, like, two to three cans of soda a day or something like back in the day so it's like have stuff that's healthy to snack on or something that makes that being easier than being unhealthy like you kind of flip the script i guess but
2: yeah it's all routine and and things that we're used to and that's why it's it's change lifestyle it's it's a change is the the most challenging part once we get to back, you know are we're persistent and and really um focus on the change uh, it just becomes natural you know Um, just like the unhealthy lifestyles they just they just are our lifestyles so um, once we make the change and really stick to it I think that's the most challenging part once we do it it, it's there you know it's second nature we follow up but it's there
0: so uh, is there anything that um you read or, like, watched, like, a documentary that sort of, like, inspired your, uh, fitness, uh, you know, lifestyle changes, you know, like, health, healthy lifestyle changes and all that, is there anything that you'd want to kind of share with people that was enlightening for you?
2: I don't really have anything specific, um, but I know I'm on, uh this uh, specific group on Facebook, it's like one of those secret groups of people who are supporters of one another, um, who are going through a process of weight loss or lifestyle changes. And um, I'm part of the group and one of the people who motivate people to do that, but it is secretive. It's only its an, it, it, inclusive to those people who are going to be there just to support. It's not an open Facebook page, it's a closed Facebook page. Um, those are my everyday inspiration. Um, inspirational hosts uh, that I see and people like their before and afters and their progress um, week to week or month to month basis um, that's really been my greatest uh, motivation lately um, to uh, want to you know do, I have my days where I just want to not um, motivate others or, or, or just I just don't want to think about my day of what I'm gonna eat and what I'm gonna do but it those those are the stories that I see and, and I also, it also reminds me of my progress my process um, and I didn't share my process up until two or three years ago. Um, I was almost kind of ash- ash- not ashamed but almost embarrassed about where I was mm-hmm. um, and I'm so proud of it I share it openly um, and I see how much it uh, how inspiring it could be for others. And I think people um, continue to inspire me. So those are some. Those, that's really where I go to. I like the personal stories um, and growth, and I like to be able to um, talk to and interact with those, those people who are going through the process that I went through. So
0: Yeah, I think we highlighted um, there's, like, a blog and stuff that is, like, student affairs fitness stuff. So I think um, you do have to kind of, like, opt in to join, like, those Facebook groups because it's meant to be a very, like, close-knit people who are really... Behind like the um, the message and the mission.
2: Yeah, it's to keep it positive, and and it's it's very hard for people who are just going through it. Um, to you know, they want to make sure it's it's a lot that you have to disclose and you know sharing certain things. It's it's people are vulnerable. It's a process that they're going through, so um, they want people who are going to really be there to support them. So,
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: I understand why that's why uh, the community is the way it is. Um, but
0: yeah. Um, and just to to wrap up, what kind of final thoughts do you have on this topic that you like to kind of just bring it home for everybody listening?
2: Um, for everyone that's listening, I would just say uh, do it when you're ready to do it. Um, and also look for su- support, um, cheerleaders. I had those. Without those, I wouldn't have uh I would not be where I am. look for some cheerleaders. Um, don't be ashamed of your process. be proud of it. Um, you don't know who you're inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely been something that I wish I did earlier. Um, now I'm ready and willing to share my story and willing to help others and, and talk it through and um, do what works for you. Do what works for you, whatever um, that is. You know yourself better than anyone else. So, what I I can give you a billion tips. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, but um, there's a lot. There's a lot that you can research and and, and apply to your life. Um, and uh, it's be patient. It's not overnight. It's something that takes takes a while. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah. That's really it. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your story and kind of um, putting that out there to inspire other people to go on their own fitness journeys and um, sharing a couple of cool apps and tips and all that kind of cool stuff. So I um, really appreciate you just hanging out for a bit and doing the episode.
2: No, yeah, I thank you, gentlemen, for um, allowing me to share my story.
0: So. Cool. Take care. See you. See ya. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Student Affairs Spectacular Podcast. As always, please leave us your comments and feedback for the podcast. It really helps us out. Give us any ideas for guests or topics for the episodes. We really appreciate it. As always, we want
1: to thank our awesome sponsor, the National Society of Leadership and Success, for supporting this podcast and the whole student affairs community. If you haven't already, you can check them out at societyleadership.org to find out more information about how they can help your campus students discover and achieve their goals.